מבין. You're muted. I don't see, hi, Elena. Hi. I'm not seeing myself. Let's see. Oh, I see you. I see you. It's so nice to see you. Yes. So it looks like it's you and me today. You don't think, well, I, why do you say that? Because there is nobody else. Well, okay, but they might, more people might join us. Yes, I think so, yes. Yeah, yeah but right now it's just you and me. Yeah, that's, that's great. And I think it's just a community call, right? It's a community call today, yes. Mm -hmm. I think Jennifer is in her, I think it's starting today or tomorrow, her retreat. Yes, down in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you see, Lawrence yeah. is joining. Hi, Lawrence. So you took the um, intense, uh, intensive. Mm -hmm. Intensive. I was on the last one in October. I meant, I meant intensive. I couldn't gather. Hi, Lawrence. Hi, Lawrence. Nice to see you. You're muted. <laughs> I couldn't get on. I've been trying for 10 minutes to get on here. It says that I keep getting a message that says the host is running this host is having another meeting. I don't know. Anyway, oh. here I am. Yeah. Well, yes. Maybe this explains why other people didn't join because if they all get this message, why? Yeah. yeah, I had to go back to JenniferHadley.com and go in. It, I know that happens. It's frustrating when you, you're ready to get into class and then it's not working. Um, yeah, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to do the class anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you do know it's a, a, it's a community call today. Yeah, yes, yeah. I know. Well, let's... It's a community call, yeah. We'll see who else joins us. Um, I was just noting that Elena, Elena went to the intensive counseling last. In October it was. It was in October. Mm -hmm. And I had gone there the same the week before you. Uh, it was the forgiveness. Um, forgiveness workshop. Yes, and then I left, and then you came. Yes, so we didn't didn't cross. It was a lovely place. Oh, it's a lovely place. It is really wonderful. So you might have met um, Rieko. Rieko? Yes. Yeah. She was in my Mastery Soka last year, and she is, yeah, so we're together in this counseling training. That's awesome, because she's really lovely, and I've done um, some of the activa activations things with Rieko, and I've actually had um, a couple of counseling sessions. She is so thoughtful and deep and just slows things down so beautifully uh, that you can just really feel spirit uh, as she's supporting you. So, yeah, yeah I got to nice a little bit. Yeah, that was that's really, you yeah. know. She's lovely. 
So maybe we press in. Okay. Do you have? Do either of you have time? Because well, I've got time too. You know, the the invitation said, as always, uh, class meets in two hours, and that was at ten twenty-seven. Oh. So, uh, or that's how it felt to me. When I looked, when I got my email, it popped in. It was almost 10:30, mm. and, and then it said it'll be in two hours. So that was a little off. And I I turned in early, thinking, well, maybe people will show up at 12 noon anyway. But it did say that, so I don't know. We we can pray in if you. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I oh, did you notice that? No, because I was so in a hurry. I was, oh, it's Angela. I was so late anyway. And uh, I just took, hi, Angela. Hi, guys. We tried to set up a separate meeting. I'm glad you didn't do it. Uh, whatever. Here we are. Good to see you all. Hi. Good to see you. We, originally, Jennifer was in a meeting in this room, so we tried to give her the space and make a new one. Ah, that's yeah. why. That explains well, now we confuse everyone, and not on purpose, but look, everyone, well, that's uh, it. not on purpose. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, we're playing hide and seek a little bit. <laughs> yeah, what great fun. I haven't played that since I was a kid. Yeah, how fun. <laughs> hide and seek. I think we've been playing it periodically off and on and haven't realized it. Yes. Yeah. We we're, were in parallel worlds, right? <laughs> I have to go plug in my iPad, so I'll be back in a month, month though. Hmm. It's funny when being helpful, you end up screwing it all up. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, oh, you know what? Rise to the occasion and just stir up but the even, whole thing. But even that is helpful, Angela. That's true. Because you are helping us practice peace in the middle of the maelstrom, right? So everything yeah. is helpful. Remember that. <laughs> So how was it? People who came people who came first, they had to go to another meeting room, right? Well, we couldn't get in because it was closed to a different meeting. So when you're like trying to get in, it says host has another meeting in progress, which alerted me that, oh, maybe there was a double booking. So then I, you know, Linda and I made a little solution, which was just for fun. <laughs> just to keep us busy a little bit. <laughs> but we had a couple jokes already. That's a very helpful thing to laugh. All right. And I was late, which which only confirms my strategy to be late anyway and not to judge myself for it because I was late and I could easily just join the meeting. And meet, meet Robin and Lawrence and we had nice discussion already while you were in parallel universes. Everything is perfect. It sure is. <laughs> Oh, it's so helpful, I guess. That's, that's perfect too. 
Yeah, and for some reason, I don't think I was able to post that meeting to Facebook. I don't see it anywhere. <laughs> Better. Yeah. Again. Perfection everywhere we look. And so interesting. We don't see it sometimes. Yes. But it's happening. Now that I'm here, the meeting can begin. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot. That's all we needed, Rand. (laughs) That's right. Got my coffee. Let's let's do it. So who would like to pray us in? I think Rand should pray us in. <laughs> We're waiting for him to. That's yeah. right. Well, let me get my volume up so I can actually hear this thing. There we go. Ah. Good morning. As we place our hands on our heart. Good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, actually. As we connect with the higher Holy Spirit self, we're so thankful and grateful to be the many gathered this morning. At least seven, many more may just yet still join us. And they're joining us even unconsciously with us right now, along with the entire company of heaven this morning to support us in our mission here today further awaken. Awakening we already knows inside ourselves to come forth as we feel it. We're thankful and grateful for the support of our teacher Jennifer Hadley and the whole cast and crew here, Angela and Linda, who helped make all of this meetings happen, even in the midst of difficulty. We're thankful and grateful for the joy that everyone brings to these meetings and the laughter this is truly the work of the Spirit coming forth in each and every one of us. We are so thankful and grateful to be a part of this process. Now, we share all these gifts with everyone, knowing indeed their gifts are coming back to us 77-fold. We let it be. Amen. 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 Thank, Thank you. you, Ram. Thank you. Thank you Ram. My pleasure. Angela, you've got white on and you've got a white background. <laughs> good thing you have headphones on. Yeah, good thing you got headphones on. We might not know you were there. <laughs> so you're working in the invisible today. You're working in the Optical illusion. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I love it. I'll be wearing lots more white as a kundalini teacher soon. Oh, that's right. That kundalini teachers wear white. I forgot about that. Well, you don't have to, but it's often. All the time? Some people, but when you teach especially. Huh? Well, looking forward to learning more about kundalini from you. So are you teaching this? I would love to, actually. Yeah. Jennifer has talked about, um, you know, I could do something very informally and gather people because you don't need 
you can do it in a chair. You can do it. It's not this, you know, it's very different in that it's a lot of breath and mantra and could be three minutes, could be one minute, could be. So, yeah, we'll see where that goes. I'm excited. So are you in a training now, Angela? Uh, I will be. I'm going to New York in a couple weeks, like uh, third week in May, and I take my first module. Yeah. Yeah. So will this be a year long, or, or is there any? The program I'm studying with, they do three modules to complete the level one training. So I, I have the freedom to do the other two modules at any time. And you can do it in various locations. So New York is the close one for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I was really drawn to when you said Kundalini in one moment, in one minute. Oh, yeah. There's one, There's a, a fella I follow on the Internet. He's a Palestinian, and he puts out a video every day. He's got like six million followers. He travels the world and likes to meet people from different cultures and bring them together. Yeah. I can't think of his name. It starts at the end. And uh, so now I'm thinking Kundalini in one moment. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's it's a beautiful thought. Yeah, and a lot of the learning is not much different just for us, just like how Jennifer will say, like in, in the case of a meltdown, take a deep breath, have a glass of water, like the way that we can change our brain chemistry mm -hmm. very quickly. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. I was doing that right here in this thing. <laughs> well, we're talking about colors and Angela looking beautiful in her white. And I'm, I, so I'm just going to say, Carla, you look so beautiful in that color. It's, it's flattering, and you just look really pretty today. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the truth. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It's one of my favorite colors. I must be why. Looks nice. Looks really nice. Yeah, it's like 80 degrees here. I I, I have long underwear on because I've been wearing <clears throat> for like months. <laughs> and now I'm like hot. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. Woo, I need to discharge, so laughing is a wonderful way to do that. Yay. Um. Thank you for making me laugh. Well, Carla, it was also 80 degrees down here in Eugene, Oregon yesterday. And um, I was out in a long sleeve shirt, so I, and it was black. And so, um, yeah, there must be something wrong with me, I suppose. <laughs> we haven't adapted. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it. Oh, you didn't feel it? Oh, yeah. well, that's all right. I, fe I felt warmth. I felt the enveloping of the rays of the sun and didn't feel overheated. That was nice. 
So I think everything really was right with me. Not everything was wrong with me. Everything was totally right with me. <laughs> I've been really active for the last three days, and I think that boosted my metabolism or metabolism or whatever. I don't know what it does. It shifts me. Yeah. Mm. I, I like to share an update if possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I had shared in the group on the class call that <clears throat> I had had some tension with the friend and um, mm -hmm. it was amazing to observe myself. Like I spoke with her today. So and everything is completely healed, and everything is. The thing is, though, it was cool, interesting to observe myself when I had time to process in the right uh, groups or with friends. Like I had reflexology the other day, and I found myself talking about it because, and I've, in the middle of saying it again, kind of my processing, I observed myself thinking, all right. This is how you're releasing it, like, really, really. You're going to get so stick, sick of this story, and I did. I was like, because in my heart I knew when I speak with this person, it'll be easy. We are friends. It's over. And I don't blame myself for kind of re-staying in the story. I think part of me telling the story to exhaustion was so it had its time and I knew the truth about it that I I knew the truth that we were both going to receive each other well and we did and I even shared on the call today just how I processed and what I've learned and that happens to me where it's kind of like in my head where I make things harder than they really are that was kind of happening but I kind of just acknowledged that I, all the times I shared about it, it was helpful to me, and it was my way of being done with it. So I just wanted to share that, and it felt really good. Because along the way, I was like, dude, get over it. Or just at times where I'd say, my ego would say, I don't even want to talk to her. And it's like, uh, okay, okay. But it wasn't her. It was the personality I perceived. It was the thing inside the relationship that felt uncomfortable. It wasn't her. So that was the cool part. It wasn't the oneness. Like, the oneness was intact for me. I knew it. I knew in my heart. We love each other. And then I had stories around the thing. And yet, I, they didn't hold up. So I feel very relieved in a way, but just to see that I really knew all along what was true. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Angela. It reminds me of Jennifer's story about her nephew, how he had, he told it, she had him tell it and tell it, and he was done. Your version of that. Yep. Well, Angela, I, it's a perfect topic to come up because I I am confused about sharing the stories, you know, and, and especially because they're upsetting stories. And so part of me 
like, no, I'm not going to share this. And uh, so it's really confusing because it's like we're told to share our stories, but then we're kind of told not to tell our stories. And there's something there, and I think what you said, you could hold the truth about what was really going on that makes the difference. You can tell the story, but step back. I'm kind of asking people to, because it is a big deal for me, um, about things that, that are not really going the way I would prefer, and then me uh, wanting to share with others, but not wanting to share with others. Does that make sense? Especially if it seems like something private and, uh, you know, it's about someone else and, I mean, my family situation. And I get very confused about sharing and not sharing. And it's like, you know, there might be these closer friends and I, or I mean, like a handful or less, uh, or I've only talked about my daughter-in-law with maybe two friends because it feels embarrassing and I don't want to have her, I don't want it fodder for gossip and I don't want people to see her differently. I don't know. So if there's any more, I think what you're sharing is that you just knew in your heart that you're sharing the story it wasn't the truth about your friend, and you knew that deep down inside, but somehow in sharing it, it helped discharge and just, yeah. It was bothering me yeah. on some level. So yes, I couldn't not, when, when I was in a place where people cared how I was doing, and I'm sharing how I'm really doing, um, not so much at the supermarket with the fish seller, you know, <laughs> but like with the people who care and are asking me, how are you doing? And this is in my sphere of awareness that it's bothering me. There's a little irritation. That's when I would say it, share. And honestly, sharing all my awareness is about myself and how it related to the past and just all that I learned, all this big ball of learning, you know, yeah. that's kind of what I shared. And I, and I asked myself all the questions, like, because what I was hearing with you saying was, like, what's your motivation for saying it? Or what's your motivation for telling a group of people that you're not really feeling fully trustworthy, you know, of what they're going to do with it? Yeah. But if, if in the end, I saw that my motivation was to process and help myself heal. And, and by talking, I've learned and I've heard that women, by talking, we come to the truth somehow, like through that method. Well, I do realize when I'm talking, I will verbalize something and I'll, I'll get an insight. Like it didn't come until I shared something and, I'll, I'm, and I'm like, oh, so that was helpful. And... Um, I told this Serene, I think yesterday or something, that when we think stuff, we, or even we use like one part of the brain. This is what I've been told. Is it, I just think it, 
whatever matter, whatever the truth is, I have no idea. But it's all helping. And uh, when I speak it, I use one half of the brain. When I hear myself speak it, it goes into the other half, and then I. So it's like a whole brain. The whole brain is part of it. I don't know. Kind of explain it, but it's. I think it's part of the wholeness. You know, when we're just thinking stuff, it stays. Stays in part that part, but I don't know if that's helpful. But that's what comes to me. Have you ever noticed that when you pray, sometimes even if there's no one else around, and just to pray out loud, what a difference it feels. You yes. can pray in your silent in your head, okay, but when yes. you pray out loud, it really feels different. Mm -hmm. I think that's what Carla's saying too. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels like it opens up the heart chakra and the throat chakra, and it makes you more open to receiving. There you go. There's a good explanation. I like that one. Both of chakras. Yeah, and the vibration in the Kundalini, they say that the your vibration, that's why you want to vibrate the words, because then it vibrates in your being. So much like Linda's saying, I think just adding the bit of vibration. So here's this this thought I have is that, well, if I talk about this, what I perceive as a negative happening, then I'm just adding to the negative energy by speaking it. Mm. Somehow that's not okay. So I guess maybe it is speaking it but knowing the truth that it's not true. Does, I mean, that, does that make sense to you all when I say sometimes when I think I, it should be shared, I'm worried about putting that negative energy out and making it worse or, or you know, just whatever negative energy is about. I don't want to create more. Yeah, I think it has to do with the intention. The intention in speaking it. Here's the key. I think this is the key for me. Sometimes I I don't realize my true intention. I still want to hold on to the story sometimes, but in my heart, that isn't true. Because even my personality self, which is the false self, which is the illusion, thinks something. But the truth is our true self. Really, we want, we're here. We're all here because we want to heal and grow. So it's not possible to do it wrong because spirit takes everything and uses it for good. That's, so I guess you can slow down the healing if you're really stuck in the story and look. Yes. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. So it's not being stuck in the story, right? but it's speaking it and with the intention of speaking it. Um, so Linda, what's the next part of that? <laughs> speaking it with intention. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like when I'm talking about challenges for myself or for my family, you know, like talking about my 
my cousin dealing with the appearance of cancer right now. Intention in speaking it is to release any judgments and fears and any negativity that I have associated with it. If I can release that and be more present to being a loving presence for him without the fear and the judgments. I have a, I have a little thing if I can share it. I think mm-hmm. it's important. So there's a little story involved. And I can tell you, I was really attached to the believing I was holding on to it. I was really, really, it seemed like it, the personality self was, but it doesn't trump everything. It's the real self. But anyhow, so my roommate's gone. And she she had moved out like last Monday or something, and I think I may have been told <laughs> this story. But um, so I'm I was planning on going that ministerial thing, so Rian created this YouFundMe page for to to help me fund me, and so I told her, and she gave me a hundred dollars, surprising to support me in that. And I'm like, wow, and so. Two days later, she moved out, and she had owed me for the last day, and it was $15 or something. And I said, oh, you still owe me for that? And she goes, oh, no. I decided I was really generous giving you the $100. So we're just going to take that $15 off the $100 I gave you, and, you know, that's it. And then, then I was like, oh, I really wanted it. I really wanted to say something, but it was such a blessing. She was, this upset was such a blessing. I was like, just don't say anything. I didn't say anything. And so to, it's like proof that I was right and being upset. <laughs> she asked me, oh, I got this extra box. and I put it in, in the compost? Or should I take it with me? And I go, oh, take it with you. You know, because my thinking was the compost was pretty, the uh, the recycle was pretty full. And so she left, and I'm like dealing with this upset, ugh, praying. I wanted to hold on to it. I really did. I wanted to hold on to the judgment. I really did. Yet enough of me, I think, wanted to let it go. But it took a while. I think I told a half a dozen people <laughs> And really, and to prove I was right, even yet, yesterday I realized I had this realization. So that I've been really wanting to prove that some of my judgments are right. Some of my judgments and. But I had spoken one time last week that I wanted to support the oneness of all life. So I didn't have to remember that. That came to me. That's what my intent is, to support the oneness of all life. And so I realized I do not want to judge her. I do not judge anybody. And show me. And it's been shown to me. So, So here it looks like I was in the middle of this upset and... I really wanted to judge, and I was really interested and attached to it and being right and 
you know, believe, believe in all this upset that's been happening for months. For months. I've been wanting to heal it, but it comes back and I'm not wanting to heal, I guess, but I feel like I don't know if it's healed. Forever. It's whatever it is. But this moment I know. I don't wanna hold on to that anymore. Nothing. So what it looks like something that I'm aired in judgment turned out beautiful. So it doesn't matter what we do. I mean, really, the oneness of all life is still, we can stall it or whatever, you know, take the long trip to awakening instead of the short trip, I guess. But for me, it shows me that I can't do anything wrong. But I hold my heart what I truly want. That's where... No matter what appearances are, because princes have no power, right? It's what's in my heart, and that's what I'm really interested in. So I know that's what you are interested in, Robin. So you, I don't feel you can do anything wrong. There's nothing. It'll be used by spirit. Mm -hmm. And you'll grow from it. It's not possible to be otherwise because God is life, life is God is expansion, and life is everything. So it can't not be happening. It's just when we think it's not, slows it down. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I don't know. That's my story. And I'm like, I really, I kind of wanted to confess, not in a judging way, how attached I've been to believing judgments, believing, I, look, I can go into, oh, how bad and wrong I've been. And that's what I've done. But now I see the truth. Not, I don't know if it's truth, but that's what the Carlos self has been doing. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. So, like, I just, <laughs> I don't know, it's just amazing. I feel really. <laughs> so, thank you for listening. I really wanted to acknowledge that it's being honest with myself. And that, what's honest? I don't know. It's the, this is how I'm learning, and that's how I'm, everything's good. Everything's helpful. And I just wanted to acknowledge to other people that not just keep in my head, oh, I've made this whatever tactical error or whatever, but so, yes, I've done this. The part part of self has chosen, made this choice. Okay. I get to see it now, and now I see it like multifold because eight, seven besides myself. Thank you. I'm gonna let it go. Mm. So. Thank you, Carla. I'm glad we can be the support for you all here because we are benefiting from your story as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
Karen. The other thing I wanted to add, Robin, is that what I'm noticing, too, is when you're afraid to speak something, it's also giving more power to the fear that, and like that belief that there's another evil force that if you, you could feed the monster. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I noticed that, too. Like, okay, I don't want to energize my fear. I don't make it a big monster, and I don't want to feed the monster. Only that there's another way that it's to say, I can say this, without energizing it further with the purpose of releasing it and knowing the truth that it cannot hurt me. It has no power. It's just saying, okay, my personality self feels this way, but that's not my truth. That's not the truth. And I'm learning like not to be afraid to speak things because that feels to me giving more power to the fear and the, the lack of trust to yourself that you don't know what you're doing and you're going to mess with all the powers you have and make it worse. So I just want to add that, that that's part of what I'm perceiving too. Beautiful. Thank you. That was very helpful. Yeah. And that prayer from a course in miracles that I must've decided wrongly because I am not at peace. That the Holy Spirit will reverse all of the consequences of any perceived wrongdoing and that we really can't do anything wrong. Something I've been working with for the last couple of days. We wrote in my journal this morning that I've had a belief my wrongdoings and false beliefs and judgments have consequences equal to punishment, which means that I was wrong and bad. And uh, I'm interested in remembering that uh, this is where my fear comes from, and that that is not the truth. The, the only thing that is true is love. And I read in uh, Course in Miracles today, it just brings me to tears every time I read it. Purpose is nursed by angels, nourished by the Holy Spirit, and protected by God himself. Thank you, Linda. That was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it's like, oh my God, he really, you know, we really are innocent children of God. There is absolutely nothing that we can do that will keep us from his love. I think I'll get that tattooed on my arm. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> that was really beautiful. Where is that? Uh, you don't have to go into long detail, but where is that in the text? Um, it's in the text, uh, chapter 19, mm -hmm. uh, the section called The Incorruptible Body. Okay, Nine. okay. thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I um, gosh, thank you all so much. I know to be true that when I'm thinking anything that's upsetting that it's not true so just stop it um but i just get so um in my head you know yeah yeah i do too i just yeah and the other part is thinking about so help me with this so 
so in thinking about sharing my story about my daughter-in-law, I mean, I, there's a few people. I have a mindfulness group, and um, we, we meet about once a month. Things are busy for people. but And I feel like, gosh, these women I love so much. There's only four of us, and I want to share. And then I get scared about well, just she, talking about my daughter-in-law and, and, and telling this story that appears to be, um, you know, oh, poor everybody, <laughs> which I haven't been taking that attitude. Um, but, yeah. So talking about something that seems private about a family member or if it's just a dear friend, somehow it feels like crossing a boundary. Uh, yeah. Ah, spirit. Yeah. Well, my, my desire is to share with these people that know me well and and I feel safe and I feel that I'm loved with them pretty much. <laughs> I can always feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when um, after my dad passed. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would be telling people about, you know, my whole experience with that and the sadness and the loss that I was feeling. And it got to a point where I was like, why am I telling this now? Am I telling this because I share this with people? Or am I telling this because, um, because I want to feel special somehow because of this? Mm -hmm. So what is my intention in, in telling the story and sharing the story? And that was like when I could start asking that question, it feels like that's when I started to release the sadness around the whole thing because it was like, I don't want to be special because of this one experience in my life, but I don't want to live in the past, present right here and right now, and right here and right now I am safe. So... I don't know if that will help you at all, but it, it did me when I was dealing with that. Yes, Linda, that, that is helpful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see we have somebody on the phone that has joined us. They want to speak up? I know it's Karen. Yeah, you're right. That looks like Karen's number. Could be rich. Oh, well. One of the things I wanted to relate to what Linda read about was the other thing I've been exploring is that you know, in the moments I want to feel special and I notice that or I just notice I want to I want permission to 
be right or I just notice these ways of being that are not masterful or they're just the way I'm being. Mm -hmm. It's just not what I'm hearing from you, Robin. I'm just saying the thing that I have been practicing is understanding that part of me. And I've talked with Elena about this, but understanding that part of me as like a childish way. Like, well, I understand why you would like this attention, Linda, you know, and I understand like why although our higher self is like, this isn't actually helpful to me on the highest scheme, there is some kind of understanding of why that might occur, which I think helps it dissolve in five seconds. And like the love that you can give yourself, which is like, Robin, I understand why you want to bring people in and Mm -hmm. to open yourself up and to connect deeper with your friends and not to share in a way of shaming or discrediting your family. Because I think there are ways of saying family member without – and people know when you've put up a little bit of like in your speech. I've talked about like things about my husband without saying whatever happened. Mm-hmm. But I've had a way of sharing it. Mm-hmm. I felt safe and respectful. Yeah. And yet my point is that. Just being able to say, like, oh, I get why you're showing up like that, Angela. I mean, you're human. I get the human aspect of you. And when I give myself the acceptance, it's like I'm giving myself the love of God, which doesn't judge me at all and doesn't try to correct me. Right. Because that's what I was noticing. And you brought that up, Linda, about, like, improving ourselves as part of spirituality. And it's like there's that line of trying to change all of our thinking because it's wrong and bad and it's not helpful Mm -hmm. and it's like well hold on a minute what about just listening to it Mm -hmm. and not making it so not making it bad and then guiding yourself gently to the thing the way you'd really like to be but I really have enjoyed all the stuff in between my negative thinking and my helpful thinking whatever and then to me, that's my experience of the love of God is my own love of any any thought I can have. Thank you. Thank you. Let me share that. Yeah, and just noticing that even when I'm in those places where I feel like I'm speaking whatever I'm speaking, looking for that specialness or attention, that it's just a cry for love. Mm-hmm. not that I'm doing anything bad or wrong and it's a cry for love and as soon as I can notice that I can figure out how can I love myself in this moment yeah that self love yes it seems to everything comes back to that <laughs> <laughs> wow it's so simple. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if this is the moment, but um, I have a realization that because it he says in the course everything's love and fear, right? And I and it came to me that everything's just love. It's what Jennifer's saying. Everything's love. And so when we're not in that place of, of, of 
our true self, which is love, loving, or whatever you help you express it. If we're not in that place, that is when we feel the fear or whatever, all those judgments, because we can't, I don't think it's, we're just not in our normal place. So I think that's when we feel the fear because we're afraid because we're not ourselves, you know? So that's why everything is love or a call for love, you know? And it, and they and NBC nonviolent communication is they said that do that for yourself first, you know. Well, it's notice your, in your mind and and feel compassion for yourself. And when you do that, it kind of overflows the others. It's amazing. I've been practicing this thing, which actually unites what Carla, you shared, that everything is helpful. And you were saying it, I was like, ah, it's, it's what I'm trying to live now. Everything is helpful with a commitment to not judge myself. Like example of it is, I have tendency to, to be late, if you noticed, on the calls at work, like picking up my kids, like I'm often late. And uh, it's my child here trying to talk to me at the same time. <laughs> and um, so, and I thought like, okay, everything is helpful. So you're late anyway. Stop judging yourself for this. And I learned so much from it over the last couple of months. So I started with this thing, uh, I'm driving and I'm, and I'm literally late. I see that 15 minutes late and like, like what we talk, Angela showed me this practice. I say, I understand. Well, you have so many commitments. You work, you learn, like masterful living. You have three children. You know, you have to pick them up everywhere, bring me up. It's like my life is very active. A lot of driving, picking up, bringing them somewhere. And said, well, that's, yeah, I understand. Like you resist to be in time everywhere because you have to be in time literally five, six, seven, eight times, times a day. And um, so there's so many, so many, so much learning that I got from it. First thing was when I was half an hour late at work and my manager was waiting for me there. And it was the only person who was able to do certain operation in order to, to like, there is a report to send out at certain time. So I was literally like my whole team was waiting for me there and I'm half an hour late. I'm coming all cool, not judging myself, literally, but it was, it's such a big difference for me. Usually I would be like, beat myself up, come like that, trembling. And I was like, I couldn't bring myself out of bed. I wanted to sleep. So I'm late. I'm coming cool. So we're late. And I'm, 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 because I'm not judging myself, I'm literally crossing this line from line from being late and stressed to being extremely creatively productive. Like I'm distributing tasks within the whole team. We become a team. It's a teamwork. We're literally, you know, it's like, and we just get this report out at 9.30. There was almost the last delay, but everybody's happy. We have, it was just amazing moment, amazing learning. Next time coming to school, pick up my, my, my son again, late. 
And I know that I have another appointment with him. So again, let's, everything is helpful. Not judging. It's, it's what you're doing now here, being late, it's exactly the best thing that can happen. And I literally start thinking, okay, why do I, do I create this situation? Why just create as if he is just waiting for me there? I come to, come to pick him up. It, it takes me only one minute to pick him up in comparison to 10 to 15 minutes, usually to look, look, looking for him at school. You know, you, you cannot at once find the child. They move around, you know, they play. I arrive at school. He is literally there, already dressed. He's the first person I see in a schoolyard playing. He sees me, he waves, and he just runs to pick his bag, 30 seconds. And on my way, to pick him up, like, to, I, I meet his teacher because I have to tell the teacher that I'm picking him. And so 30 seconds, we're not even late for another appointment. So I learned how to be creative. I thought, this is an amazing thing, you know, everything's helpful. And today in the call, I was late and I could, I didn't have any technical difficulties. I was, I jumped in directly. So... This is something, this is really like, okay, this is maybe a joke, but it's uh, so much that I learned from just allowing myself, literally saying, you're late, and I'm, that's probably, let's make it the best thing. It may be, everything is helpful, so let's let this be the most helpful thing in your life. And those are just two examples. And, but the difference that it makes is how I feel. Is just makes the whole difference. And next time I came to work late again, and my colleague said, thanks God it's you, because if the other one would come, she would be so stressed, and now we would have to be. And we, I came, like, what? It's okay. We will get it out, and we did. So, you know, it's like the, it makes the whole difference. Thank you for letting me share this. <laughs> Thank you. It's what's interesting. I'm hearing that's shifting your whole experience. Everything. It's all our thinking. It's, it's so amazing to me how I was listening, reading that prayer, that thing by Patricia Cordova's as a, as a gift of life flows through me. It picks up the vibrations of my consciousness and expands those vibrations out in visible form, experiences, and circumstances. And I know that by heart. I used to tell myself that all the time, but then I get upset mad. and mad. <laughs> but then I was learning. And so now you're part of my learning, Elena, because I get it. It's so amazing that the whole group is moving. Like I just hear in Linda sharing, in Carla sharing, Robin sharing, everybody's sharing. And Angela, you're my prayer partner. Anyway, we always share these things. You know, it's we're moving together in the same direction. And I hear the thoughts that I had in my mind. And, if, and like Carla was just literally saying this, every, everything is helpful. So I was, I am saying this to me all the time. Thank you for sharing this. <laughs> So, Alana, as you speak about that, it reminds me of what I feel like I'm getting so much is that uh, when these things come up and you can quickly go into that reaction of being tense or resentful or upset, 
and you say, no, I'm going to do this differently. And you and I talk about the words resting and relaxing in God. When I'm like, I'm just going to go straight there. And then it opens up this space for goodness. Like things turning out really well, even, even like right then as you're within the half hour of doing something. Or maybe later on. But I mean... Learning that has just been so amazing, and I so I want to stay in that place of resting in the light, resting in God, and knowing, uh, like my, I just had a new grandbaby. Oh, Angela is just you're just gonna be like in heaven when that baby is <laughs> breathtaking. But um, unfortunately, she's in California. But we've been getting a few little pictures, and oh my gosh. I said, don't make an idol of your grandbaby's picture on the cell phone. This is not good. <laughs> um, I was, I had gotten a report the day before, and there were three little incidences that could have grabbed hold. I mean, there was some little upset. Hmm, I didn't like what I was hearing particularly. It wasn't the end of the world, but... It, it wasn't what I would have loved for, for my son and his wife. And the next day, I was like, I'm going to, I started thinking about sending everything out to my prayer partners and my little circles. And uh, and then I just, I just said, no, I'm turning this over. Uh, it's not, I don't have to make a big deal. And I really just, all, I just took myself to that place of resting and relaxing and in the afternoon, I got this beautiful, I sent it to Linda. I don't know if that was appropriate for me to send my baby picture to uh, our Freedom Circle group. but I think it was. Oh, my goodness. I got so, so, so I waited all day and tried not to worry and be upset. And at the end of the day, Ian sent this picture that shows this little human being who's just left heaven. I mean, this baby's face was like angelic. It was just amazing. And I, was, I cried. I said, thank you, God. I get it. I do not have to be upset all the time. It, it just was a God moment. And I had just been patient and just resting and got this beautiful affirmation that everything is well. It was just just so sweet. It was sweet because of feeling God's love for me in that, in that moment. So, so it seemed like I had another good thought, but it's gone. But thank you for bringing that up and helping me to remember uh, when I can relax and rest in God. It just makes this wonderful way of living differently so amazing and magical. Thank you. I'm glad we're learning it together. And both oh, thank of you all this morning. Both of my sons are learning with me. They just <laughs> came and they're not going to leave from here 
I see them. Hi, guys. They're so handsome. Hello. Yeah. Nice looking guys. One more. <laughs> Yay. 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 So cute. It's just as it should be. Yeah. <laughs> should see them here on the couch and from both sides of me. One with his cards, Pokemon cards, and the other one with his book, whatever it is about. And I'm learning, you know, self-love and everything. We're all learning here on the couch. <laughs> I think I was trying to chime in a little earlier. I want to thank you all this morning. I... I have a number of things that disturb my peace and I, I'm reminded by everyone's conversation that it's theirs lessons. It's there to teach me something. So this morning I wake up, you know, the pain level is, you know, off the charts. On the amplifier setting it's an eleven. It only goes up to ten. Oh gosh. No, but, you know, I laugh, I talk, I, I get, you know, I get past it. And um, my spouse who doesn't live with me will, comes down periodically to disturb my peace for a little bit. And I laugh and let it go. And uh, so it's all to build the peace resilience, I guess. I don't know why all this happens. But I'm putting it into the, to the belief that it's just a lesson to bring me further peace. So I want to thank you all your inspiration that you've all provided today along those lines. Puts it all in a good place. I thank you for always starting our calls with such joy. Thank the you. most cutest joy ever. <laughs> and I thank you, Lawrence, for holding the space for all of us too. My landscapers are here, so I had to run. So I missed the last few minutes because I had to go outside and and address something. But um, I, I I so I think the thing is, I think I might share that sweatshirt you gave me, Angela, in this group. I love it. Angela, <laughs> I don't think you can see it. Probably can't. Everything is helpful. There you go. Everything every is helpful. Stink, every stinking yes. thing is helpful. <laughs> yes. You know, Spirit gave me the idea to make this sweatshirt for Carla because she says it with such passion. And then I got this idea, like, get, get her something she can wear. Because it's her campaign, which is helping the whole world. I see we've got another phone call in here. Who's this 814? Maybe Linda switched to phone. Is that who that is? Yeah, there has, there has to be 814 is Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, I had Linda. to just move. I'm driving, so yes, that's me. <laughs> uh, welcome back, Linda. See how committed she is? Yeah. <laughs> She's driving and still got that phone going. Look at that. <laughs> 
Well, are we about Shall we time? Pray out? Yeah, prayer requests, prayer praying out. Carla, unmute yourself there. there yeah, you I was like, wow, it's quarter after, yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of like the, and I don't know how where it came up with the intentions last year. I saw whenever I saw it, is it? I think I said this yesterday. I want to kind of stick with the same thing. Maybe that's helpful to kind of ride the same boat for a while instead of switching boats all the time. Is to, is for self forgiveness. I think I hear that in what you're in allowing yourself to be whatever you, it's that self forgiveness it's that and it's not self forgiveness through I have to forgive myself and like it's self forgiveness through joy through yeah I get I can let this go yeah learning through joy my intention I think mine is to be aware of all my thoughts of lack and limitation and then just offer them up because there's some little sneaky ones in there making my life feel harder. Uh, so. I think my intentions are to let go of all those unconscious judgments I've made over the years anything holding me back conscious and unconscious all the judgments putting them on the altar that's my intention and my intention would be joining you all and uh, find and practice more and more ways how I can love myself I'll just share that too, Alana, for self. Continue to bring compassion and love to myself and gratitude in all things. That's my prayer. My intention is to remain in the present moment, free of all judgment and fear. Amen. Okay, which one of these Hollywood squares is going to pray us out? I'll do it. <laughs> All right. So grateful to come back into our hearts. Although we've never left, <laughs> we center in, we give thanks. 
we're grateful to be together, that we chose to be together. We could do a million other things. I'm grateful we all came here to share and to listen, to hold space. We extend the blessing of this call to all beings who will listen later. And we we know that God hears all the longings, all the desires, and connects with us through our higher self. So we feel connected. We feel one. We feel whole. We feel at peace. We offer up these intentions for the days to come, knowing we are deeply supported, knowing that the angels and the guides and Jesus in all of the forms of spirit walk with us. So we bless each other as we continue our day, as we go our different ways, knowing our oneness. And we extend a blessing to Jennifer and all those at the retreat, all the participants in all of Masterful Living, and all those whom for which we touch, we extend a blessing. So in grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for coming, everybody. Thank you, everybody.